On today's episode, we sit down with my high school best friend. Hilarity ensues, and we get surprisingly deep in some spots. That's what she said. Welcome to the Iron Right Tattoo Podcast. start this morning dude a little bit i'm all stressed out oh yeah i know sorry (laughs) my microphone stand was all weeble wobble why you uh stressed out just because we got like a late start yeah and you know i'm still like i have ptsd about like technical difficulties with the recording you know i thought you were gonna say about the running water (laughs) oh no yeah no 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 that should be be good that should be good no running water. Shelby's at home though, so tight. You know, I mean, there is running water because we had to set up misters in the chicken coop because we lost three chickens to the heat. R. I. P. Don't ever do that again. Don't Sorry. ever waste my time like that again. All right, I got you. I won't ever do that again. Ever. 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 You know, I think uh, you had the right idea again. with the cord being clipped in. Because now it's like, look at my mic, it's all... Yeah. <laughs> should have done it. I should have done it, you're right. Too late. We got we got a cool episode today. Why is it so cool? Quote, unquote, cool. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? All right, I'm done. I'm just doing it to annoy you. Kind of like, like I, how I showed up this morning and you had your cell phone blasting music again? You weren't here. I was trying to hurry up and get this thing cleaned off. Your whole argument for the blasting music from the cell phone was that you do it to annoy me, and you just admitted that I wasn't even here when you were doing it. You know how much time would have been wasted if I would have connected it to the Bluetooth and my iPad, select the correct volume to where it's not too loud, and yada, yada, yada? I'm not one of those people that needs music to function, I so I can't do. relate. Sorry. I can't relate. I, I, I would just come in and just not have music and do what I had to do real quick. I need it. Whatever. Unless I uh, I would just conform into like empty space. Let's talk about our episode today. Because you're already pissing me. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with the episode today? We got, we got Cody Murphy on today. You don't know who Cody Murphy is. Nobody knows who Cody Murphy is. But Cody Murphy is my like high school best friend. We used to be in bands together. We used to play shows, you know, mm-hmm. and we were roommates for a while. So we've got a lot of like, this episode's going to be challenging because I don't think I ever laugh as hard as when me and Cody are together, but it's all like inside jokes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you've been friends with someone for a long time, you know what I mean? And yeah. you can just say like two words and then y'all start cracking up because you know the whole story behind those two words, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think we're going we're gonna to have to find a way to make sure the audience is aware of whatever it is we're talking about at the time. Are we yeah. going to touch on, uh, you know? I, I don't. What? That's a lot of dead air, boy. Talk. <clears throat> Plico? De- 
I don't think so. I don't <laughs> okay. think so. Because okay. that's that's. Easy. I don't want that getting out there. Yeah, because somebody's going to steal your yeah, idea. It's too good of an idea. <laughs> so I think we're gonna. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to like kind of. I, I don't. I don't know how this is gonna go. <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna go because a lot of me and Cody's history is stuff that I wouldn't necessarily want recorded and put out there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like a lot of the inside <laughs> jokes like need to stay inside. <laughs> you know how it is. I feel like every friend group has those inside jokes that like yeah. they don't necessarily want the world to hear. World ain't ready for it. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, society. Thank you for nothing. Holding us back, keeping us down. You know, the man. Just just pooping on the little guy, I guess. It's always the man pooping on the little guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, big guys are, you know, you would need like a ladder to poop on a big guy. True. You understand. (laughs) You're a little guy, you know? I've definitely controlled a lot of my anger issues. What was that sound? I know what that sound was. I forgot. Was that a Snapchat, Nathan? No. No. I'm pretty sure that was Snapchat sound, wasn't it? Uh, it was my screen time. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I don't know that I buy that. Mm. Yeah, what just popped up? I hope that. Yeah, what, what was that? You ain't got Wait, no pop up. Wait, look, doing it again. What is that? How does that happen? You ain't got no pop up blocker. I'm so I'm <laughs> tangled. I'm tangled, dude. This this whole intro is just spiraling wildly out of control. We haven't talked about anything yet. <laughs> you said spiraling out of control and it just hit I don't a know what's happening right now, dude. I don't even know what's happening right now. Um, stimming out. Does like do my vocals sound like crisp? Like it sounds like too clear to me, like clearer than it normally does. Like I, I feel a little like, bit, but I'm not peaking at all. There's no peak. It doesn't. It's not like whoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't so. peaking right now. Dude, I peaked in high school, let's be honest. <laughs> you got a what? Okay. Let's let's talk best friends, you know what I mean? Because yeah. Cody is is something that I'm 35. He's something. Most people know me from like this world, you know what I mean? Like tattooing and like my social media presence, yeah. that kind of stuff. So Cody is somebody that knows me outside of all of that like completely detached from that every almost every tattoo i've ever done on cody is like complete trash like it was done like in a living room before i was tattooing like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff you know what i mean so me and cody actually like he's one of the few people that's still in my life that i have a relationship with outside of like who i am today yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so Do you have, like, who would you say is your probably best friend of all time or maybe, like, oldest friend that you're still connected with? Dre? Uh, Yeah, I would say Dre Dre, because we went to school together practically our whole lives. And um, funny story, it's kind of messed up. Uh, It was, like, fifth grade. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, fifth grade. We're in class. And he called me a bitch, right? Damn, in class? And you know what? I told on his ass. Yo. Yeah. And y'all are still I was a little butt hurt. Yeah. Those are fighting words. We'll see uh, after that. Why he had uh, such a potty mouth in fifth grade, dude? Bro, we all did. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Do. I've been an angel my whole life. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm still <laughs> scared to say cusses. Mm. Like, oh, you go uh, pull a cannon? Poop. <laughs> uh, but no, it wasn't until like eighth grade. No, summer before eighth grade, we started hanging out a lot. This is when MySpace was popping at the time. Tight, tight. Uh, and that's how uh, we kind of like started hanging out. Like we were bored during summer. Just wanted shit to do, so we started hanging out, playing video games, and all that kind of stuff. What was popping in the in the summer of when would this have been? Uh, Halo Three, Gears of War. So we're talking uh, what would three sixty? Like, oh, oh, like oh seven, oh seven. Okay, okay. Uh, lots of Halo Three, Tight. Gears of War. Um, Love Halo, dude. Yeah, it was Not fun. That TV show. See, it, game, and it brings know. back to the time of where you could do split screen. With yeah, like yeah. A whole I was gonna say it was like it was like couch be, multiplayer yeah. back then. You know, like you had to be in the same room mm-hmm. and you were everyone's like talking crap and you beg your parents to order a pizza. Yeah, know? we would uh, we would go Simpler to Guitar times. Center a lot, okay. like just to like mess around and stuff. Now, I know I've known that you and Dre were friends for a long time, and I know that you did music for a long time, like especially uh-huh. during that point in your life. But was Dre doing music with you? Yeah, he was in the first band. Okay, in, in middle school. Um, so yeah. Then, I, oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there was a there was a video that was real entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, we touched on that in I think episode one actually. You know, it's funny. Uh, Dre <clears throat> actually, I believe he still has it. It's the Epiphone SG. That thing's tight. Dude, I have an Epiphone SG. I love it. I got it the has maroon like, one with the black pick guard. That's the one I have. Almost the same, but it has the silver pick guard on it. A silver pick guard? Uh, I'm sorry, not pick guard. Uh, You're talking the, about the pickups. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the guard over the pickups. Oh, yeah, like yeah. the how they had the little one of the, the nice the rectangle ones. that makes it look like yeah, it has like, like humbuckers. Yeah, like yeah, looks yeah. like uh, active EMGs or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's really um, just just a cover for, yeah. Standard. And I remember we would just like hang Pick out ups. at his house and like just try to write stuff. And it it wasn't the greatest, but like at that time, that's like one of like my was, most cherished. Was that the moments. Peanuts band? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. that spanned it all across like eighth grade year. If uh, if you guys want more of a deep dive on what we're talking about right now, go listen to episode one. We went really deep into all that yeah. stuff in episode one. And if you happen, if you need to, to know what the peanut song is, if you happen to go on YouTube and type in Yo. "Fear Without the T is Silent," it's literally us in Dre's garage. You guys recorded it. Bro, it was on like a shitty camera, and we uploaded it in like 480p. I haven't even seen this. Hold uh, on, I need to take a note because you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in <laughs> the YouTube version. Maybe a, a clip, just a clip. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. put a clip of it in. Okay. So it was uh, it was just us sitting in the garage. Somebody had a uh, cable that goes from the amp to the guitar, and uh. Our friend Caleb was on drums in Dre's garage, and literally somebody was just tapping the the input, and it was like, er, er, er. and then <laughs> for and like then, the like the effect, yeah. And then uh, the bass was like, is any of it recorded, or is it all recorded through the camera? It's all recorded through the camera. So it's so bad, you can't even hear any of it. No, okay, it's so bad. Awesome, I'm looking forward such a, to that. Such an amazing time in my life. There was, if you are watching. If you're not watching this on YouTube, I am going to insert a small clip. Well, I don't know. I got to figure out how do you like 
rip a video from YouTube. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll look it up today. If I have figured it out, I'm inserting a clip now. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> if there was no clip, then that means we didn't figure it out. But just go look for it. Go anyway. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm a little excited for today. A little nervous. You know, like I feel like me and him might need to stand outside and set some parameters <laughs> yeah, of like, yeah. this is what we're not going to talk about today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can tell you um, from being roommates and just from the sense of humor that Cody Murphy has, I have seen his butthole more than <laughs> any other butthole in in the my life. Probably, I would say, including my wife. Okay. <laughs> So today, <laughs> today's episode is gonna be interesting. Today's episode is brought to you by Buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the intro on today's episode. <laughs> Buttholes. <laughs> you have to put the effect on it. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, man. This is the downside of recording the intro segment before we record the interview. Is like, what if I'm just overhyping it, or you know, yeah. what or if what he if gets we don't here even... and we don't even touch on buttholes, <laughs> <laughs> like figuratively, not yeah. literally, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this episode might just spiral, but literally, Cody, um. We've gone like periods without talking, like long periods of time, mm -hmm. and then we'll reconnect. And it, it, he's one of those, like, you know, it's super cliche to say, but he's one of those people that, like, you know, we can literally go years without talking, and then we fall like right back into it. Mm -hmm. And if anything, it's almost more fun when we do go a little bit of time without talking and then link up because then the whole like five hour conversation is just like, you remember when, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then we're crying, laughing, You'd be like, oh yeah, but did you remember? And then we're crying, laughing, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm excited. I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm excited because Cody and I say all this, I love him to death. You know what I mean? But he's not like, <laughs> I wish he was here. Cause I feel like I'm about to talk crap on him. It's like, you know, most times you have a guest on a podcast, like like they do something interesting or they yeah. have some interesting story, you know what I mean? Like, Cody's just an average dude, but I think like the thing that's going to make the conversation interesting is when me and him start to recount, you know, touring stories and band stories and living yeah. together stories. He's the dude that I lived with when, like, we didn't have internet. Mm -hmm. Netflix wasn't a thing yet, you know what All I mean? All you had was yeah. three or two We had DVDs. like three DVDs. One of them was waiting. We would just watch it on repeat, you know? Like, we, it was like, it was like crusty, bummy, like, just like, like our life, you know? Like, like there was just, it was, it was dirty. We like smoked inside the apartment. So there was just like the entire coffee table was just soda cans with like cigarette butts in them, you know what I mean? But we were like <laughs> lots of butts. Yeah, dude, we were like 18, 19, just like living in this crappy apartment, trying to write music, trying to play shows, you know? Yeah. Like exactly what you would expect from two like 19 year olds in like a grindcore band, like that was just trying to make it, you know? That was our life. <laughs> but it was good. Good times. Good times. Um, Man, the levels are all over the place on this episode. I'm going to have to go crazy with the editing. If this sounds good, just know I'm a beast at editing, okay? Uh, no effect on that? Should I? 
What 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 effect are we going for on that one? Hold on. I think we're gonna do a what is rotary? Beast. I'm a beast. That's nothing. I didn't do anything. Mm-mm. Maybe like a nice delay. I'm, I'm a, a beast, beast at everything. Yeah, that was cool. All right, yeah. cool. Um, we're only like 15 minutes into this, but um, because we are like running a little behind this morning, and I feel like this is gonna go kind of long. Yeah, too. I think yeah. I think the interview portion might exceed the one hour that we usually try to stick to. So I think um, let's go ahead and um, you know hit our little ad break button. Yeah, and then head into the interview. We'll see you guys in a minute. <laughs> what was that? Okay. <laughs> Cody Butthole Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> that is my, my middle name. Uh, okay. The only thing I would say is if we start laughing, which is probably going to happen a lot, like maybe back up a skosh, you know, because yeah. then I'm going to have to go through and drop all those levels down. Yeah. It'll help me out a lot in editing, in, in post, as they say. Oh. <laughs> Industry insider. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of an insta-fluence. I don't know. Insta-fluencer? Cody, what's up? How's it going, man? It's uh, going. It's going well. I'm excited for this episode. Um, I was telling Nate during the intro that, like, there have been those moments where we've gone, like, long periods of time without talking. Yeah. But every time we reconnect... <clears throat> It's like, you know, you fall back into it. I mean, like, it's an old cliche, you know, but I feel like everybody's got that friend, right, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been a few friends, you know, in my lifetime. We don't talk for years at a time. Yeah, 100%. But it's just, uh, and it's not even reconnecting over old moments. It's just seeing that person again, you know? it's. uh, But I feel like it brings back those old moments. Oh, for sure. For like, sure. I was telling Nate, it's like, you know, they will just have a five hour conversation, which is like, you remember, <laughs> you know, and then we're just like crying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We definitely had plenty of those. Yeah. Uh, old apartment. Um, <laughs> there are some times there for sure. Uh, I've touched on it a couple times and I was telling Nate how like th- we didn't have internet and like Netflix and stuff wasn't really a thing. And we just watched waiting like on repeat over and over like 150 times, like easy and we tried, just like quote it. Yeah. And tried to recreate, recreate all the different ways to show each other our genitalia. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you definitely took that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was real serious. about Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Uh, Nate, what you need to know is that Cody's favorite thing in the world to do would be wait for me to leave the room, okay? Yeah. And then set himself up in a manner that when I re-entered the room, uh, I was looking at his anus. (laughs) I don't think you should use re-enter an anus in the same sentence, to be honest. (laughs) He re-entered my anus. (laughs) But yeah, that was his favorite thing in the world to do. And it was like anus, uh, taint, you know, balls, the whole nine was just 
out there for our crappy, dirty cigarette butt filled <laughs> apartment to see. It, yeah, it it became a competition for myself, <laughs> just for himself. <laughs> yeah, very no rarely, judges. Or yeah, anything. very rarely would I like play back. You know, <laughs> just, that game was just for him. <laughs> and it got to where the reaction. Um, it became less and less, which yeah. actually became even funnier. I would just to me. walk in from like work with him just spread eagle <laughs> on the floor, face down, uh, holding his cheeks open, and I'd just be like, "Hey, Cody," <laughs> he'd be like, "Gotcha, hey, fucker." Hey, hey, how was work? <laughs> Looking back, gets <laughs> <a> whiplash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good times. I don't even think I can say good times, you know? No, it was, uh, uh, my favorite time was when we'd be watching a movie or something and you just got up to go pee, you know? 30 seconds. Uh-huh. How fast can I get undressed <laughs> <laughs> and be bent over yeah. by the time he re-enters? That's just <laughs> okay, uh, we're banning the word re-enter from the rest of this episode. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so uh, that's a little bit of me and Cody's history. <laughs> uh, it's going to be rough keeping this episode yeah. on track. Yeah. Um, okay. When I actually struggle to remember when me and you really like became friends, it so, was, it was in high school. I actually remember, I was thinking about this here the other day. Actually. Okay. So we had that media class together. We did tiger TV. We had that class together. Uh huh. I and, uh, remember, like we were acquaintances. I think we made a few videos together, something like that. Huh. And then um, I was stoked because my friend um, Melissa um, got us tickets to the Deftones concert one huh. night, and you're like, "You're going to the Deftones concert? Poison the Well's playing." I'm like, "Who the hell is Poison the Well?" Dude, Poison the Well. And so we walked in, and they were they were opening, and. I heard Poison the Well, and I had not really heard anything like that at that point. Yeah. That was kind of my introduction into outside of, uh, I'd say, like, post-hardcore, like, yeah. used or under oath. That was my first. What's funny is that was, like, kind of my introduction as well. Yeah. Like, I had only been into Poison the Well for maybe, like, six months, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. before that, I was, like, it was, like, P.O.D. that I was listening, right. you know? Like, yeah. And then I think, like, Norma Jean and Poison the Well were, like, the first two bands yeah. that, like kind of opened me up to just like hardcore and like you know well I, I think the main entry for a lot of people who are into heavier music is finding something with a middle ground because Poison yeah. the Well was still melodic it was yeah. still listenable to someone who didn't have an ear for it yet. yeah and when and you were already kind of into like you said like the used and stuff and right. I, that whole like kind of I hate this term but like that screamo like yeah. that whole thing like really I skipped like, I, I went from, like, what was on the radio, mm-hmm. you know? Like, just, like, cock rock on the radio yeah. straight to, like... Post-emo, I guess would well, be. Like, like Norma Jean. Like, where there's yeah, no yeah. singing, there's no, like, melodic sections. It was just, like, noise core. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, it wasn't even until I was an adult and then, like, went back that I started to get into, like, bands like The Used and, like, Silverstein. and You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think... I, I, I had to backtrack. <clears throat> well, I think we influenced each other, too, because you did get into heavier music than I did. I was still yeah. like... I mean, to this day, I'll still bump Taking Back Sunday. You know, just the melodic... We do here emo. at the shop, yeah. but it's just because, like, that's the middle ground that I can yeah. I can get people 
to listen to, you know? Yeah. I'll try to put on like scum profit and people are just like, ew. Yeah, you know? like the infant <laughs> annihilator doesn't yeah. yeah. I like it though. Ah, me too. Me yeah. too. Was it uh, Dickie Williams? Who's that he's the guy from I think I don't know. He's a vocalist. I know he's done stuff with Infant, but I don't think he's from it. I don't know. Regardless, that's a whole tangent. We're spiraling out of control here. Um, so high school. Uh, and then, but like, I, I feel like it wasn't really until like after high school that we became like close, you know, because that it, it would have been yeah. the tail end of high school when we decided to start our band. It was. It was that. It was right, yeah, it was. It was right at the yeah. end of high school. We were in that band with Sam and uh, oh, Luke. Oh, I forgot about that. We played that show at the VFW. Um, what band was this? I don't, did we even have a name? Yeah, I can't even remember. We were pretty bad. Were you in the band when I did Mr. Tiger? No. Okay. No, that was. Uh, I know Mike was there. I think James Camp was there. And then uh, I had Jordan. Jordan Guy. Jordan Guy Dixon. His middle name was Guy. I said that was weird. <laughs> I hope you're listening, George. Weird, <laughs> freaky middle name. <laughs> and then, who's that tall kid from Rogers? Uh, he played bass. I know who you're talking. I can't put a name to I it. I can't either. I can see his face clear yeah. as day. Um, I feel like it started with a D. Anyway, we covered Botula by Poison mm-hmm. the Well at Mr. Tiger. And I was, I was there. I remember that. Yeah. You, you did, to open up, you did uh, you were the intro to Nerdy. You were at Mr. Tiger, yeah. though, because you played guitar while what's-her-name did Zombie. That was um, from the Cranberry. Senior Showcase. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <clears throat> Weird. Weird. Um, but That was a lot of fun, though, because, like, the whole school was there. Like, teachers were there, and then I just got to do, like, this, like, really heavy, like, melodic yeah. hardcore song you know it's tight so to like scream at my principal and stuff it was tight yeah it was a lot of fun i'm surprised they let you do that honestly yeah. uh, in those times, i had a, a faux hawk in girls pants i remember that girls specifically. pants i yeah the, you know what girls jeans they didn't make skinny jeans for dudes back then that's, that's what i say like we paved the way all the skinny yeah. jeans that are out now like you're welcome us wearing girl yeah. pants made that happen can we talk about the faux hawk though yeah i know <laughs> dude i was you know i like i wanted a mohawk but my parents wouldn't let me. So, yeah, you know, I don't even know why I wanted a mohawk. I don't either. You had to sneak it in. Just, but I was also like, I didn't know who I was. You know? Yeah, like I was like, I tried to wear the butt flap, like the punk kids, but oh, I wasn't punk. You know, yeah. but what's, I did that a couple times. What's a butt flap? It's literally just like a flap of cloth that you hook to your belt loops that hangs over your butt, and you would always have like a like a cool like t-shirt design mm-hmm. or something like sewed onto it. You know, I don't know. The punk kids did it, and I always thought it looked cool, so I tried it. But I wasn't like a punk kid at all. No you know? wallet chain? Oh, I wallet chained. And I'm trying to bring that back. Hell yeah. Yeah. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> Not the choice for me. You do you. Yeah, yeah. It's 2022. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so that took us into graduating high school. Some time passes. Me, you, and a third party started a new band, and I think our first name was St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Right, yeah. Which is actually where, like, Josh Massacre came from, okay? Like, my email, my... Mm-hmm. my gamer tag. Gamer tag, yeah. yeah, on everything. It's Josh Massacre, and it's from, you know, because back then, when you were homies with other people in bands, like, 
that's how you referred to them was like their first name plus like a random word from their Fucking band. John Masker, dude. Was that ah! was that like your uh your uh you know when you back in the day you'd send a text and you would have like the tag at the bottom? Yeah. Was no, the... no. I I've never been that poor where I <laughs> <laughs> like an instant messenger phone or something. Um <laughs> uh so yeah, so Josh Masker. So St. Valentine's Day Masker was a three piece grindcore band and we were like i would say it was like experimental grindcore we actually like you know not to like toot our own horns but i definitely think we were doing something we did some different weird stuff that no one else in that like scene was doing at the time and i don't really think i've heard anyone do anything like it since like we we'd had some weird ideas and i think it was really an amalgamation of like all of us having like a weird different musical background you know and it melded together pretty well for sure, I remember when y'all asked me to do vocals because it was you and Mike already. Yeah, and, had and we all... were just like tracking random. Yeah, you know? I think you used like Fruity Loops for mm-hmm. the drums because we didn't have a way to it's successfully record. It's twenty twenty two. You're not allowed. <laughs> not allowed to use that word. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Frutatious loops is the <laughs> non-binary loops. Yeah, <laughs> they them loops. Um, so yeah, Fruity Loops. I would track the drums. And then we went over into another program called Acid Pro. Oh, yeah. And Mike would record the guitars. Like, we would just line in um, the guitars. And then we actually, you remember that, like, it was like if you had to do webcam meetings, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like this scrawny little white microphone. You remember that? Yeah. And that was how we recorded vocals. It was like a <laughs> crappy, like, $10 computer microphone made for, like, you know, like, I'd be meetings. in Mike's room, just <laughs> screaming into this <laughs> tiny little his, thing. His mom. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, like the the way we kind of progressed, it was because we really liked the local scene. Was it was, was so good? Back yeah, then. from 20, like '03 to '07, the local scene was insane. Twenty five dollar massacre. Twenty five um, thumbscrew. We played with thumbscrew as often as humanly possible. Um, Barry White loves you, dude. That was like yeah. our bro band, Damn, you know, very white. Tight. They were good. They were like, they were like grindcore, like experimental, but they were like a five piece. Yeah. Like, but they would do weird stuff. Like Corey, the guitar player would like bring out a butter knife on stage and like, <laughs> do solos. start doing like guitar solos with a butter knife, you know, like a, but like uh, not as a pick, just like, <laughs> like you just know, trying like, to make weird sounds. Just having epilepsy. On this. <laughs> It was cool though. Like it was a it was a cool scene. That was back when we played like with um Upon a Burning Body, but that was way before they blew up. Like mm-hmm. at like the Georgetown gazebo shows. Yeah. You remember that one night? The riot? The riot at the gazebo. Some kid what? got pissed off. I can't even remember why, but he ran. So about a yeah. hundred feet away from the gazebo was like the power box to the gazebo, mm-hmm. right? Because it's literally like um it's a gazebo. It's a large gazebo that was like big enough. For a band to set up and maybe mm-hmm. like 50 kids to stand up there with them. And then everybody else would just kind of be in the grass around the gazebo watching the show, you know. Um, I can't remember why that kid get pissed off. So Barry White Loves You, they had just started their set. People were pumped because okay. they were sick. Uh, get CJ. A, get a little closer. There you go. Good. CJ, the singer, just backed up into the crowd just to yeah. get something going. He crowd backed killing, up into you know? this kid. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he took exception, and he decked CJ. Like, decked him. He dropped him. CJ kept going, though. Well, people started getting pissed, 
He got jumped right there. Like, it wasn't yeah. a pit. He got jumped. No, it gets better. Hold on. So, okay. Then that kid runs off stage, goes to the power box, and killed the power for the whole gazebo. And we thought cops were there. We yeah. thought we were like, fuck. And then so we, you look, <laughs> and you just see like a swarm of like 30 <laughs> kids just like 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 running toward the power box they and that kid's him. over there and and when i say like when when he says they stomped him like kids were grabbing musical instruments that were in the grass from other bands that either had already played or like were getting ready to play people were grabbing like cymbal stands and stuff and just like running with it over their head like a like a mob chasing down frankenstein <laughs> like, it was, Man, it was was like fire and pitchforks you know? like, it was pretty crazy and so yeah the cops finally did come yeah we thought we were getting shut down if yeah. you remember they didn't even stop us they but, stopped us for like 20 minutes we're like oh what's going on no they're like he just wants his glasses <laughs> just give him his glasses i forgot about <laughs> and, and he'll leave and then i remember hearing years later there's somebody who was there can't remember who it was we kind of started talking about her like mm-hmm. the, the guy was like oh yeah i knew where his glasses were i stomped him shits and threw him in the bushes <laughs> oh man it would have been times. funny if the cop showed up like oh this kid ruined the show <laughs> cop shows up and just starts crowd killing but those were those were our glory days dude you know yeah like um I'm glad that's not my life anymore, but I'm very grateful for like the memories that I have yeah, for sure. from when that was my life, you know, because that was like, that was all we cared about. We weren't like, we weren't like filing taxes or trying to start careers or anything. We were literally just like working crappy nine to five retail jobs, yeah. trying to uh, make ends meet enough that we could just play shows. Yeah. That was it. You know, was this when you were pushing carts at Walmart? Was I at that point? I might. It might have been the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It might have been. Actually, all that came to a head and ended because I lost a job and couldn't find another one, and I couldn't like pay rent anymore, and I wound up having to like move back in with my parents. Um, and I think that was actually part of a big point on when we stopped like playing shows and stuff like that. It just felt like. Yeah, I mean, things were. We can talk about it in a different direction. There was bad blood there for a little bit. Yeah, there was, and that happens, you know. Yeah, and a lot of that was because, like, I wasn't upholding my end of the bargain. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like we moved in together, we got this apartment together, and I got to a point where I could no longer uh, contribute the way that I had agreed to. You know, and my priorities were out of whack. Um, I think I was like dating some chick and I was like spending more time with her than I was like trying to find a job, you know, and it just yeah. like wasn't, it wasn't healthy, but like, honestly, nothing we were doing at that point was like super healthy. No. We were young. It was like our first time, like we were 18 years old. We yeah, were kids. It was our first time being out, you know, like away yeah. from our parents. And like, honestly, like I wasn't prepared to be living on my own, but we, we did for a while. Um, man, I remember there was a Walgreens within walking distance of the apartment and I, you could buy a pack of Camel Turkish Royals for $3 and two cents after tax. Yeah. 302. So like my goal every day was just to find like $3 and two cents worth of change. You know, if I could do that, I was happy. Priorities when you're 18. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? As soon as I'd walk up to Walgreens, I was happy. Like sick. (laughs) We'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, you know, there's a Seven Eleven down there too. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yeah. And it was like one ninety nine for like a pizza stick or something yeah. like that. We oh, had a lot of those. like it wasn't a taquito, but no, it was, it was like, yeah, yeah. it's like the what like, those were the bomb. That's so what good, I used to dude. crush yeah. them. It all had that like weird waxy coating on the outside, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> no telling what that thing yeah. is made of. And then but. we'd go back to the apartment and we'd smoke cigs inside and eat pizza sticks and watch waiting for the seventy fourth time, you know. <laughs> or play GTA. Yeah. G- we did a we did a San decent Andreas amount of back then. I think because I had a Xbox I think it was an original Xbox. OG one. It might have been. It might have been a three six what was the first Xbox that Gears of War came out on? Three sixty. Three sixty? So it might have been a three sixty, because I remember sometimes we would play like Halo and and, mm-hmm. and Gears of War. Again, everything was offline. We didn't have internet. But also, that was at a time, like... Because remember, I'm 35. We're talking when I was 18. So, like, online gaming and, like, Netflix and stuff. Yeah, like, it, it either was... wasn't out yet or it was, like, in its infancy, you know? Yeah. Nobody Definitely was doing it. In his infancy, I remember... I was I lived with a friend of mine's family for a little bit. I don't know if you remember. Through, through the last part of high school. And he got an Xbox, and it came with, like, a trial membership to... Xbox Live, Xbox Live, yeah. or something like that, and we played the shit out of Halo yeah. for a month until the. So that would have been, I think, Halo Two was the first yeah. online game because the Halo right. One it was like split screen multiplayer, like you had to be sitting in the same room. Mm-hmm. I think you could do a LAN party on Halo One, but it wasn't actually online. You were probably like three at this time, so I don't know why. No, I'm I was like eight. six. Hold, are you Nate? Uh, 27. 27. Yeah. Eyes bond beyond your years. <laughs> yeah. I remember, though. I, I remember it because there was a kid I went to school with. He had an Xbox, and all I had was a PS2 and a GameCube, and he had Halo. And that's how I was first Broke exposed into it. <laughs> I had a game station. <laughs> <laughs> Okama Gamesphere. I had a Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were instantly in the out crowd if you had a Dreamcast. <laughs> Y'all want to play Shenmue? <laughs> Get out of here. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that that sort of, I think, that did set a rift there for a while. We we probably went a good, like, honestly, like three or four years without talking. And I don't know that it was like, I mean, there it was like a falling out. But I, I never, like, was angry. You know, I mean, and granted, like most of it was my fault. I didn't really have a right to be angry. It just felt more like I wanted to reach out, but I didn't know when the right time was. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How did we end up? I don't remember. Reconciling. I, I, it, it was probably literally something silly, like a Facebook message. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because there in that period that we were not hanging out is when you did um, have a wedding that I wasn't invited to yeah you know and it wasn't like i wasn't invited we just hadn't talked for a couple of years you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and i i want to say i maybe reached out like a oh congratulations or like oh it looked it looked nice or something you know and there was quite a few times there at the beginning where we did try to talk and it was like our feelings were hurt you know what i mean mm-hmm. his feelings were hurt that i like left him high and dry my feelings were hurt that like um that we had had that falling out because of that, you know? So a lot of those first earlier conversations were like, Hey, I love you and I miss you, but also like, screw you, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we, we had to kind of get over that a little bit first. Cause that was not the only time we lived together. No, <laughs> no. And I moved back from Austin. Yeah. Cause you lived, lived in Austin for a couple of years. Right. Yeah. Um, 
And we actually reconnected though when you were in Austin because I would come down there to to visit you and stay the night. That might have been, I tattooed yeah. you in that townhouse that you guys were renting. Yeah, a couple times. I got a hot dog on my arm. <laughs> it's uh, supposed to be a Bust straight razor blade, but it definitely looks like a hot dog bun. <laughs> <laughs> You've come a long way from uh, this to to this, buddy. Yeah, I, you know, uh, YOLO, as they say. <laughs> um, so yeah, and that's what I was telling Nate earlier. You know, not to just like recap the entire intro, but you know, I was telling him like Cody is significant and unique in the fact that he's one of the only friends that I still have that was there before. I was who I am today. You know what I mean? Most of my connections that I have now, most of my friendships that I have now, they all know like Josh, the professional tattooer at Iron Right. You know, like you were there before I ever even did my first tattoo. Do you still have that line on your pubes? I do. <laughs> what? Do we want to see it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Bust okay. it out. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, there it is. There. So we were in my bedroom at my parents' house <laughs> and uh I had or I had just done my first tattoo ever on my thigh. Okay. Which is this sick. And I need to write some notes down because I'd actually like to include some photos and stuff on the YouTube video. Uh but I did a um a really sick Spock hand on my thigh. Really sick. And it says live long and prosper. I did the whole thing with a five round liner. There's no shading. No shader needle involved. Um, it's 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 awful. And the the worst part is I don't like Star Trek. I never have. Yeah, that's what threw me off. Yeah. when you started talking yep. about it. I've never liked Star Trek. Um, and I had just done that, and maybe I think I did this weird little green cherry bomb on my brother's ankle, also on my parents' couch. Um, and so like the third thing. Cody was just like, I want a peace sign, like right above my penis. <laughs> um, Cody, pubic line. Okay, I'm taking notes. Sorry. Uh, so we're so, in my bedroom again at my parents' house, and I've got my whole thing, everything set up. And I think you were laying on the bed. Yeah, and I was just like in a chair next to the bed, you know. And I drug one line across. <laughs> Across his like pube mound, he's just like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> so yeah, all, everybody who's been tattooed by Josh, uh, you think he has a heavy <laughs> hand right now? <laughs> you don't have Josh not knowing what the hell he's doing on your groin yeah. <laughs> tattooing you. I one line, I said no, yeah, no, and we, but we did something else instead. You put it on my shoulder, which you later covered up. Oh, okay, with Danny Zuko. <laughs> No, the black rose right here. Oh, sick! Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> I can't wait. BFF. I can't wait to <laughs> post. I'm just gonna post all of Cody's tattoos right now in a slideshow on the YouTube video. Okay, so I need you guys to keep in mind. I've been tattooing at this point. This November coming up will be like 16 years. So Cody literally has like 16, 17 year old tattoos yeah. from me. Like I wasn't even technically like tattooing yet. You documented our friendship on me. Uh, and and it it explodes. <laughs> I heart my BFFJS right there on your shoulder. <laughs> right when you were doing 
<laughs> this rat wearing a hat that was supposed to be a, a bear. Supposed to be a bear. <laughs> supposed to be a bear. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yep. It was gonna say like, if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly or something. <laughs> like that. Good times. Oh my goodness. Uh, Cody's tattoos. Okay. <clears throat> um, you had that. Now you you. And your wife at the time um, had that house that was right off 317. And you guys already had that whenever I moved in with you. You moved with us from that nasty trailer we lived in. You and I. Oh, that's me, right. You, me, and, you and Herman. And Herman. Yeah. yeah. And then. Dude, that trailer was kind of tight, though, because like our backyard was a Sefco subway. <laughs> It was yeah. kind of tight for an 18 year old. Yeah, I think we yeah. were in our 20s. We, we might have been like 19, 20 at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that I mean, I have some terrible memories in that place. I drive by there, but you, every single time. It's not the one in Nolanville, is it? No, it's in it's in Belton, but it's on if it's off four thirty nine, the Lake Road. Um, but you know what my favorite memory is in that place? We, it was winter, and we forgot to pay the electric bill, and they cut off our power, and it's like, but they cut it off at like eight o'clock at night. And it was like the next day we were going to pay it and get our power turned back on. But we had this long night where we had no power. Um, so the three of us like piled together in the living room and lit a bunch of candles. We were trying to use them for like warmth. And each one of us had like three jackets on, you know. And then we just sat there in the living room like telling stories for like hours. And it was actually it was like a really good night. Like I have really good memories of that night. Yeah, that was. I think we like did like a. We did a person by person. It was a game like we played, but it was like a like a fiction storytelling. Yeah. But it was like, okay, I'm gonna say like a paragraph, and then the next person has to like pick up where the first person stopped and like keep the story going, kind of thing. Yeah, that was a cool night. I remember that. That was fun. That was a lot more fun than the random four hundred pound chicks that Herman <laughs> would <laughs> Herman would bring through the trailer on a nightly basis. We were twenty one. Because I remember we were going out to bars. That's where he was meeting those chicks at. Yeah. And then. So we would have been 21. And then he'd walk out of his room butt naked (laughs) with the condom still on to adjust the air. And Herman, um, black fellow, okay. And I think in person, probably the biggest, biggest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) In in person, you know. And I can second that. I have this weird attraction, not attraction. They're attra- Where is this going? Hold on. <laughs> I feel like they're attracted to me, okay, where men who like to show their <laughs> genitals to other men just happen to become my friends and then not tell me that that's who they are until we live together. <laughs> Would you say that's accurate? <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Objection hearsay. <laughs> what were you wearing? <laughs> you were asking. <laughs> it's going to piss some people off. Um, I don't mean anything by that. Yeah, yeah. We love you guys. You, you are. Oh. Your body, your choice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I saw a lot of uh, white butthole and black <laughs> penis. Never together, though. Never together. Yeah. I, I think I was out of that phase by the time we lived together again. I I think uh, maybe 
so let's say there's lions in the Serengeti, okay? You have the young, like, male lion. He's the leader of the pride, right? And he's going to do, like, tough male lion stuff until a bigger male lion comes along. And then he might, you know, he might even leave the pride. He might back off a little bit. So I, th- I think maybe, like, your lion <laughs> saw that that bigger male lion. It was, you know... Maybe I'm gonna stay. Listen, it feels like a personal attack at this point. <laughs> I'm just trying to show you my butthole. <laughs> yeah, but see, there was no way for you to show me your butthole without like taint and balls. And you've got some of the saggiest balls I've ever seen in my life. Eat your heart out, ladies. <laughs> I'm not going to call anyone out, but there's people that can confirm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, the I conversation was... home should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> I feel like this episode is just going to be like three minutes, and it's just going to be me being like, it was a really good episode, and I can't release any of it. <laughs> just know that we laughed a lot. It was good times. Um. So what do you uh what do you got going on these days? I know you're a father now, you know? Like um because I mean even then the trailer that we're talking about, that was like fourteen, fifteen years ago. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I'm, so I'm a father now, you're a father now, you know. A lot's changed since then. Yeah, for sure. So um Yeah, I have a six year old. Um He's pretty much the coolest. Yeah. Um, he has a white trash mullet, which is Tight. which is pretty sweet. But He's those are like they're, they're in right now. Like there's never been a better time to have that than it, right now. It know? just fits his personality, man. I don't know what it even is. his name. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean that that takes up most of my time. You know. Yeah. Um, working and being working. A dad. Yeah doing dad stuff with him. I have him pretty much most of the week. It's so. fun though. And that's why I say like, I'm happy that, you know, touring and stuff like that isn't my life now because I'm a father and that does take up my time. And I, and I want that to take up my time. You know what I mean? For sure. And yeah, me personally, I lucked out, especially being in the industry that I'm in to mm-hmm. have a decent quality of life yeah. to where most days, you know, sometimes I have to get after school care for him, but like most days I'm home by, Five thirty or six o'clock. Yeah, and I, we get to have that nighttime routine, and then get yeah. up and take him to school and stuff. And see, like my schedule is the polar opposite of every normal human being because that's mm. what I have to be here. So it's like that much more important for me to make quality over quantity time. Yeah. with my family. You know what I'm saying? Um. So, but I mean, you know, that's that's life, right? That's growing up. Uh, and, and I think um. I'm I'm proud of the fact that we have grown up and we're not, you know, like there's almost something, you know, and if anyone out there is like pursuing your dreams, like you have my full support if you are in a position to be able to. But, you know, when I see people that like have a family and bills and kids and they're like kind of still trying to make that happen, like it, it's almost like it's almost kind of sad to me. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? Like well, not, not some... knowing when to. I don't know. Like put on the I'm, big boy pants and yeah, just get it done. No. And I'm I'm torn, you know? Yeah. Because like 
there is that part of me that's like, yeah, don't quit. Don't give up. Keep trying. But then there's that other part of me that's like, maybe you should know when to quit. So I think that's a good conversation because that's something I I think about often when I think (laughs) about our relationship. You know, when you started tattooing and... (laughs) Know when to quit, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was just, you know, we were getting to that age where you kind of need to pick a path in life. Yeah, 100%. And you started that first gig that you got in Belton. I can't remember. Uh, It was Southern something. Southern something previously Big Fish. That's right. It was Big Fish, and then it got bought out by some shop in Waco and became some other shop, and it was still like, it was literally big. It was terrible, terrible shop. Yeah. Terrible shop. Well, I remember you started tattooing there. You, you did some tattoos on me there. And, you know, it was like, okay, Josh, you know, <laughs> yeah. let, let, let's go. But the, the big point to me, and I, in retrospect, you did that dinosaur on your hand. Yeah. And I was like, bro, why did you tattoo your hand? And you looked me in the eye. You're like, it's a job stopper. This is what yeah. I'm doing. Yep. Six months into tattooing. I tattooed that on my hand because I said, I want to do this forever. And I need to force myself to and you know what's ironic i just got this tattoo last night that says stick to it because to this day i still struggle with seeing stuff through you know i'm severely adhd yeah and as soon as something stops being like exciting or new or fresh i get bored and i want to give up on it and i got maddie to tattoo this on my wrist last night because sometimes i need a little reminder that like you know, I think about the successes that I have, but I also think about the successes that I could have if any of those endeavors I had just stuck through and just kept it going. So what would you be doing if you weren't tattooing? I I mean, I see tattooing as like the backdrop for the rest of my life. Yeah. Even if I, you know, like let's say I'm the next Joe Rogan, you know. Like obviously that's not true, but like hypothetically, right. you know, I wouldn't want to quit tattooing. Obviously, I'd be a lot more se- like selective about what I tattoo. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I'd be taking on more fun projects, and I'd probably be working less because I'd be devoting time elsewhere. But I'd say like if we're talking like the utopian dream world of like what you want to do with your life, I'd say directing films. Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. That's what I would see. Either that or producing music. I yeah. think I think you'd have a really good. If you had the time to dedicate toward yeah. really getting into it, I think you'd be really good at producing music. I mean, you produced that entire EP we did. Yeah. You know, and yeah, basically. off all the crappy equipment we had, it turned out pretty good, you know? <laughs> I mean, there's still some bangers on there, dude. But no, I agree. It, it, but that's the thing, though, is is you just said, you hit the nail on the head there, and you said something that's really important. And, and it's literally the reason I got this tattoo, is you said if you had the time. But the thing is that, I'm a firm believer that we make time for the things that are important to us, Yeah, you know? And I think there are things that are important to me or things that I perceive as important to me that I don't prove it by making time to do them. You know, I don't, I don't like stick to it, you know? Well, and priorities change too. They do. But, um, I'll, I'll say things like, Oh, I just don't have the time, you know? And I think deep down what I mean is like, I'm not willing to devote the time. It's not that I don't have it. It's that I'm not willing to expend it on X, Y, or Z, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think if I were to take the time that I have and use it more wisely, I could do things like that. I could do things that I could probably be successful at outside of tattooing if I could just learn to stick to it and not give up. Well, on the other side of that, though, 
I think it's important to learn to take a step back and yeah. take a breath and that's okay. You know, I think yeah. sometimes in our society it's, you know, this is what I'm doing and I have to do it 24 seven. Like, yeah, it can't yeah. do that. Hustle hard. No, yeah. no excuses. No, no days, days off. off. Yeah. No, take like a day the, off. You need the, it, man. Jim Bro it's mentality, okay. Which is, it's funny that you say that because episode three with Bobby and Monica, we actually talked about that quite a bit. We talk about how like burnout is a real thing. Yeah. And if you can recognize it before it happens, then it, it's going to greatly benefit your life, you know? But, um, what I struggle with is labeling laziness as burnout, you know, and, and that's, and that's where I'm, I'm trying to realign some of my priorities and be like, no, you're not burnt out. You're lazy, you know, and, and, and recognizing the difference. Cause if I am genuinely burnt out, like, obviously I want to be able to recognize that and, and, you know, take a mental health day kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So how do you identify that then? Um, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's what I'm trying to figure out. And I think it's a matter of perspective, well, I guess. I mean, I think you could argue that's what we're all trying to figure out. You know what I mean? Just like how, how to navigate life, how to navigate these waters, how to... We, we're the first generation, really, honestly, the first generation that is using terms like mental health. You know what I mean? Um, like our parents, like that wasn't even a term. We weren't raised to think about mm -hmm. things like mental health or burnout or anxiety or depression or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? So we're still a product of how we were raised, which was like the suck it up, you know, don't right. be lazy, man up. But we're also, so we're like 50% that and 50% like our generation is the first one that started talking about like mental health issues. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, so I think we're in a weird place. Like our kids hopefully will grow up knowing that like mental health is a, is, is real, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not an excuse, you know, like you should not use that as an excuse to be lazy or, you know, be like a shitty person or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, but, but it also, like you were saying, like knowing how to identify, right? And that's, that's the struggle. That's the struggle. So that's, <clears throat> I think that's one of those instances where two things can be true at once. Yes. Agreed. You know, Agreed. I mean, you can honestly be a hardworking individual and do your best in everything and take days off at the same time. Yeah. It, they're not mutually exclusive ideas. You the know? same way you can be burnt out and also lazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It can be both. They, like, yeah. I'm just so burnt out from being lazy. <laughs> I think I just need to do some hard work today. Uh, well, I don't uh, feel like it. But it's, it's honestly, that like, that's true though. It kind of does feed itself. It's like the lazier you are, the lazier you become. Yeah. No one's ever been lazy. And then suddenly like, Oh, I'm so glad I was lazy for the last week. Cause now I suddenly have this burst of motivate. Like it, it's, it's but, hard to articulate. Like it, it, it is, it's a conscious effort that you have to make. But I also think hard work begets hard work. Yeah. So you feel so accomplished in how hard you worked and what you achieved to where you become, I think, maybe less afraid of failure um, yeah. and start working harder for these things and just ripping the Band-Aid and doing yeah. these things, you know? And but, I, I mean, we're just creatures of habit, right? If your routine and your habit is predominantly lazy behavior, then that's right. what your body's going to be used to. The mm -hmm. same way if hard work is your default, you know, then you almost like feel weird when you have a lazy day. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you have to, because your body's used to like 
working. Your brain's well, used to working. Well, now that you even say that, you know, I have, I mean, I've, I, I consider myself a, a pretty hard worker. You know, I, I've, yeah. I've made, I, I've made my way in my career path and I, that I'm proud of. But even when I'm recognized, when I recognize that I'm getting burnt out and I decide, hey, I'm just going to take a day off. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to chill today. Then I start getting anxiety. Yeah. You almost feel yeah. guilty, right? Chilling. I'm like, yeah. I should be doing, I need to leave the house. No. It's okay. Don't leave the house yeah. today. That's okay. Well, you and, know? And, and like um, Shelby's reading this book right now that talks a lot about like self-talk and like how we talk to ourselves, mm-hmm. like inside of our head, you know, and how much of that has an effect on us. And um, <clears throat> it brought up a point that I thought was really interesting, which is that um, chores, okay, a dirty house, dirty dishes are morally neutral, okay? Right. But we attach a moral uh, like scale to those things like my kitchen has been dirty for three days therefore i am a bad person or i'm doing a bad thing Mm -hmm. when the kitchen being dirty in and of itself is like morally ambiguous you know it's not good or bad it is literally just dishes in a sink you know what i'm saying yeah and being able to identify that and talk to yourself differently like looking at those dishes in the sink and being able to say i provided a meal for my family for the last three days you know what I'm saying? Like right. changing the way you talk to yourself. Not like, oh, I have a dirty kitchen for three days, but like I've been feeding my family for three days and that's a good thing, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that's like, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with like mental health and not even like on like a mental health, like as like this detrimental thing that brings you down, but mental health also like as a, as a positive thing, like being able to motivate yeah. yourself, being able to pick yourself up, being able to like say more good things to yourself than bad things. You know what I mean? Like all of those are fed into that like umbrella of mental health. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I think not only bringing it up, you know, mental health issues, but it's also offering. I think our generation is really making headway of, Coming up with solutions that aren't necessarily pharmaceutical. Yeah. You know? And, well, and that's the thing is when mental health started getting talked about, it was just drugs. Right. Right. And now we're finding out long term that, like, they destroy your brain chemistry. Like, you take Prozac long enough and your brain chemistry will never go back to what it was. And you become you dependent know? on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if you try to wean yourself off of it, you're going to have, like, a bigger mental breakdown than you would have had without it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um And I think we're also doing a better job of identifying maybe like the trauma that bred those mental health issues, you know, like, like, yeah, you can just be born with anxiety and depression. But if you track your life back far enough, you will probably realize that there were some key moments that really fed into that anxiety and depression, you know, like soothing the inner child, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And that's a big term that I've heard a lot, like even just in the past couple of years, you know what I mean? Like if you want to heal yourself as an adult, you have to heal the child in yourself that was damaged in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Well, we're coming to a place where <clears throat> the the pharmaceuticals, it, it treated the symptoms. Yeah. It didn't get it's back to the root. right? Yeah, it didn't get back to the root cause. And hopefully, yeah. I, I, I really do think that people are more aware of it now. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I think there are people that t- take advantage of it to a certain extent. But yeah, that's but anything. We, but I'd rather, it's one of those things that you'd rather be safe than sorry. Well, you know? and, and we're a flawed people. Right. Humanity. We're we're flawed. You there is no perfect system where only the people that need help are getting help and no one's taking advantage of anything. Like, you know, we can't No. No, you, <laughs> you can't, can't police that. Yeah, and you can't bet on it, you know. Like, yeah. So 
Um, so I think helping as many people as possible. And I think, uh, I think we need to be somewhere in the middle, you know what I mean? Of like, I, I, I think it's hard to articulate because I want to choose my words carefully, but it has to do with like the way we're raising our children versus the way we were raised. Because I think knowing the flaws of how, how we were raised generationally and like some of those generational curses that we have to break, we can almost go too extreme to the other side. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I also think that we need to think about how our parents were raised. Yeah. That was a completely different world, and that affects them in the same yeah. way that the way they raised us affects us, yeah. the, the negative and the positive. And, and, and we also, I think, in that same turn, need to recognize that in doing everything completely different, like we're still screwing our kids up just right. in a different way. And we're not going to know what that way is until another couple generations pass, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, I think it just boils down to just be kind to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think so. I think, and, and and I think I would even go a step further and say, like, you have to start being kind to yourself. Yeah. Because how you talk to other people is generally speaking a direct reflection of how you talk to yourself. Absolutely. You know? Like, it's all projection, right? If somebody, like, you know, it's like, it's almost like a Hollywood trope, right? Whenever they, they show the school bully and then they show his home life and it's terrible yeah. Yeah. and he's being bullied, you know what I mean? Like, that, that has a a direct impact on your environment. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I think uh, <clears throat> I think you hit the nail on the head. Just be kind to others. Um, we are not wrapping up this interview yet. I'm not ready to yet. However, I need to make pee-pee. Sweet. So I think we will take a small ad break, and we'll come right back, and we'll probably do another another 30 minutes or so. Cool. We got real heavy there, so I would like to kind of maybe um, go back to, like, buttholes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can say re-enter. A- <laughs> BRB. And we're back. <clears throat> so you started to tell a story outside, but I cut you off because I was like, hey, that's save it for the podcast. It was like we're going back to high school memories at this point. Yeah. Uh, Nate was telling me a story about some just asshole kid and something he did and just reminded me of when I was an asshole kid in sixth grade. Weren't we all? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we decided we didn't like this kid. And I feel like no one ever knows. You never. It's, you just, know? it's an arbitrary thing when you're. And the nine kid. times out of ten, like, if you got to know the kid that everyone picks on, like, probably a cool kid. Well, that's the thing. You know? So we gave him a swirly and pee water. <laughs> so mean. And um, two days later, so it's me and my friend, right? Like, we're, like, besties in sixth grade. And we won't talk to him. And we keep can calling you, him. Can you set the scene? Okay. Like, you know, like, give me the narrative exposition of, like, like I need to know you know, what the lighting was like, you know, like, was it a full lift, like legs overhead? It was a full lift. Okay. It was me and and one of my friends and we just decided we didn't like him. And you know, it was a, it was a full lift into pee pee water. Okay. Flush, you know, flush the toilet. He's obviously really mad. This is what it had to have been like the handicapped stall because you needed a little extra room. There's three guys in there. More than likely. Yeah. More than likely. Um, so then Full we won't lift, talk legs to Legs overhead. And when you say PP water, like, uh, had one of you gone PP first and then it was your PP or someone just didn't flush? Someone just didn't flush. Mm-hmm. It okay. just happened to be PP in the water. Okay. You know, it wasn't intentional that it was PP water. But, but swirly would imply that you flushed while his head was in the toilet. Correct. So you did kind of, you rinsed him off. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. 
<laughs> However you want to church that up. I, I kind of feel like you were helping him out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, a couple days late, a couple days pass, and he sits at our table, and what he would he, he sits at our table in class, like on right? purpose, like assigned seating. Oh, I okay, think, okay. I think, and um. We don't talk to him, and he'd try to talk to us. He'd be like, why do you guys hate me? We're like, oh, did you hear something? I think it was just the wind. <laughs> You're so clever. <laughs> anyway. <Brandon> hate me. <laughs> so he writes us a note from the wind. <laughs> Is that what it said on the note? Yeah, it was like, from the wind. Like, he took that as, like, his code name? Well... We were like, at that point... So he's being facetious, obviously. Yeah, but we found it hilarious. We're like, oh, wait, this kid's funny. We're friends now. And so like, we were like a friend group until I moved away. And that's how seventh it started. Grade. Yeah. With the the pee water. <laughs> yeah. So would you say you were kind of a bully? Or was it just like this one kid, this one instance? I don't think I was. I might have been and not known it. I've, I've come to realize in a, as an adult that I've always kind of been a bully. And like, it's usually good natured like like it's like all joking you know like i'll be like oh like i'm just joking like we're friends i'm joking but i i do like find your biggest insecurity and then like cut straight to the center of it you know what i'm saying like it as a joke you know right yeah i almost felt like that was almost your way of bonding with people but also it's just really harsh yeah because <laughs> it, it mentally it is like I, I am joking with you. I feel like, like, oh, like that, that's what dudes do. Like we rip on each other, mm-hmm. you know. But I find that I can often be a lot harsher than even like I intended to be. Like I'll make a joke and then like internally I'm like, ah. You've toned down a lot, dude. I've like, tr- I'm like that's an active. I'm trying to. I'm making a conscious effort to like choose my words. Like if like 16 years ago, yeah. If somebody like had a bad childhood you would key in on that like, your mom hates you that's <laughs> funny right guys you keep in touch with your uncle <laughs> show me on the doll uh it is still funny <laughs> but yeah i mean it's, it's growing up right it's yeah. growing up i think you, you start having kids and realizing like what traits in yourself you don't want them to carry forward mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then be like, oh, maybe I should like fix fix this about myself because you'll start to see it come out in them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're just we're at an age where we're way too young to not actively try to get better and be a better person every day. Yeah, you know, I think that's accurate. Well, and we like we have the adult tools to do so, and we need to use them. Well, and I think one of the ways that we can sort of break some of those like general generational curses like we were talking about is to not excuse your behavior and not yeah. just say like, yeah. oh, like, cause like that, that's just who I am. Like that used to be like a valid excuse. Yeah. Well, it's never been a valid excuse, but it used to be a prevalent excuse, you know? Yeah. Like, if you don't like it, you don't have to be here. Well, yeah. Yeah. You can have that mentality, but guess what? When you look up, no one's going to be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like those girls that would always be, oh, I know I'm a bitch. Like almost like proud of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like if you know that, why aren't you actively working? It's not a personality. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a deep character yeah. flaw. I like that people don't like me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you don't. You're really sad at night. You know? Yeah. You don't like it. Yeah. You know that people don't like you, but yeah. you don't like it. So, yeah. So, yeah. I it's think, okay to change and not lean into it. Yeah. And I think that's maybe like kind of like, well, you know, 
we were, what we were talking about changing growing up trying because you know a lot of those those things we exhibit from our childhood from our parents that we're trying to change in ourselves i think we're also maybe one of the first generations that's really focusing on not passing those to our kids you know what i'm saying yeah i I think there's an overall awareness yeah i mean even just like the term like child psychology Mm -hmm. wasn't a thing 40 years ago you know we know so much more now than we did back then and i think back then children were also we excused a lot by assuming that kids weren't picking up on it or that it wasn't having an effect on them. Because, oh, they're just kids. They're just kids. Man, you the know? things that kids see that yeah. they do not react and to. And they, they key in on stuff. Even, like, as babies and toddlers, they're keying in on stuff. They're reacting to stuff that we don't even, like, give them credit for. You know what I'm saying? Like, kids are insanely intelligent. And even if it's not, like, IQ intelligence, it's, like, emotional intelligence. You know what I mean? Like you can walk in a room in a bad mood and you haven't said a word and your kid knows like they've picked up yeah. already that you're off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There will be times and I can't think of anything specifically, but I have a six year old and he will remember things that happened a year ago. Yeah. I didn't even know that he was paying attention to like he was maybe off in his room. Yeah. And, and nothing, nothing bad. It's Cannon just like, Hey, remember that time when I was in my room and you're in the living room and I don't know. Yeah. And you're like, no, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like what? Yeah. You remember that? Because it's the most arbitrary crap, too. Yes. Remember. Like, yeah. Cannon will remember stuff from three years ago. I'm like, oh, I used to uh, go to, the, you know, I don't know. This neighborhood, this thing happened, that thing happened. But I'll be like, okay, you need to brush your teeth, put on deodorant, take a shower, and then grab a book and get in bed. Repeat that back to me. And he'll be like, brush my teeth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> it, like, yeah, I said it 12 seconds ago, you know, and then I'll say it again. I'm like, okay, okay, brush my teeth, put on deodorant, uh, you know, and then he's playing video games, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What was I supposed Where's to do? Where's my again? sports illustrated? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, uh, as a joke on Canon's Amazon wish list. Shelby put the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, and someone bought it for him. <laughs> We're just like, he's thirteen. They you still know? make that. They do, and now it's um, husky women. Oh, I would say, yeah, Tight. it's very like you know, body f- current, body friendly. Yeah, uh, That's what, cool. what's the term that they use now? Body, body, body positive, body positive. positive. Yeah. yeah, I dig it. Um, I mean, I've, I've always liked a, a yeah. full figured. That's another thing, man. Do you remember just when we were in high school? Okay. Like, and then a little beyond, the fit girl. Like, yeah. you were supposed to stay away from, oh, she's fat. But, but secretly, that, everybody was like, she has some nice curves. And now we're yeah. in this, like. Well, it's 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 societal perception. It's like yeah. what you like versus what you think you're supposed what to you're like. Told what you like. Yeah. What you think you're supposed to like is a big one. And I think that weighs heavy on people yeah you know a hundred percent i do i do and uh i think it it's a part i think that's probably the the key part in maturing maturing yeah deciding who you are outside of societal perception Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i think that that's probably like the most important thing is being like like literally very recently you know me and nate were outside and having the conversation was like dude like creed creed rules 
you know? Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to hate Creed, you know what I mean? But I think we're all getting to a point where, and I, it's almost like this weird hipster mentality where now pe- the cool thing is to say you like things that people don't like or whatever. But I'm like, I genuinely think Creed is good. Yeah. I genuinely uh, think that I enjoy professional wrestling. And I think monster trucks are the coolest thing ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I don't care what that like says about me anymore, you know? Yeah. I, and that's part of maturing, too, because uh, my girlfriend and I have had this conversation to where, like, when we were, like, early 20s, maybe. Uh-huh. Like, very gatekeeping, like, <clears throat> like, okay, here's a specific example. Like, when we were playing music, Fall Out Boy, right? Yeah. Fall Out Boy came out, like, 2005. We listened to that whole album yesterday. Yeah. And, but you and I, like, yeah. we're, we're hardcore. I, don't, I hate Fall Out Boy. What is this? <laughs> Meanwhile, in the car... I have a better example for you. Okay. I have a better example okay. for you. And this is something that he doesn't even like, but he... It has told me that he is getting over that hipster mentality of not right. liking stuff because people like it. The first panic at the disco album, you know, bro, from beginning to end, yes. that album is perfection. There is not a bad song on there. It's amazing. But that was one of those. We were hardcore kids. We were in a grindcore band. Like you're gay if you like panic. But secretly, you know? we were listening to yeah, it. Knew every word to yeah. every song. Like, and it's nothing but bangers, you know. And I think that's what I mean when I say like that level of maturity of just like accepting you like what you like is because now today I'm not afraid to be like that album is amazing. And you know what? Slipknot rules. You know what I'm saying? Like they're so good, you know, but as a hardcore kid, like, Oh, that was normie radio music. You're not allowed to like that. You know? Well, they got Slipknot specifically. I feel like they got lumped into that new metal Uh thing. It was really, it it became cheesy, but it really wasn't. But they're their own thing. Yeah, they They're are so, so technically like, uh, proficient. System of a Down, the Toxicity oh, album. Man. There's yeah. not a bad song on that album, and, and they're so unique. Like it's no wonder they blew up. No one sounds like System. No one does. You know what I'd listen to yesterday? What's that, dude? <laughs> Limp Biscuit, dude. Yes, but like we've been we, going back through all that. Like we hated it because we were supposed to. Because we it were was supposed. Yeah. To. It was. It was looked at as kitschy almost. But, but as soon as Nookie came on. But Everyone just uh, yes, you know yeah. We we were listening to it in the car yesterday, and I'm like, it's this so song good. goes hard. Well, and that's the thing is that Slipknot, System of a Down, Limp Biscuit, Lincoln Park, they blew up because every one of those was like a trend setter, not a trend follower. Right. No one sounded like those bands when those bands came out. You know what I mean? That market became saturated because of those bands. Yeah. Not like not not like almost like in spite of those bands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think they got there were some other bands that were really cheesy and just not very good that came out. They gave I will never listen to saliva. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like on purpose I will never put on saliva. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. but that was one of those bands that was on the tail end of like the new right. metal thing mm-hmm. that was just trying to replicate what those before them had done. When Limp Biscuit came out, like that was totally unique, you know. The just the George Michael cover of Faith that went biscuit. Yeah. That goes so it's so, so hard. And I, I used don't to think do that. Have ironically, yeah. At I don't think we'd have like hardcore covers today if it was not for yeah Faith. Mm-hmm. You know. And think about this: like Fred Durst walks in that studio and he's like, "Boys, I got it. We're gonna do yeah. a George Michael song." And, and you it, know, they looked at him like, "What are you talking yeah, about?" They probably laughed and smoked a blunt, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, but then he then he laid down that scream, and they were like, yeah. "Okay, I yeah. see it now." It was good. It slaps. Yeah, three dollar <laughs> bill, y'all. I mean, and 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 um, 
Nickelback has some songs that I like. I will say, as a band, I'll, I'm not afraid to say I like Creed. I don't think I would go as far as to say I like Nickelback as a band, but I do think they have some songs I really like. Their first single they put out, I still yeah. like. How You Remind Me, mm-hmm. that, that's just a good it's song. It's a good song. But and what's that one song? They're all like, hell, I'm pedal, hell. No, I can't. I don't can't uh, do every, every song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to turn that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these spikes, right? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I actually want you to see this. <laughs> Uh, that's what we call clipping. Okay, <laughs> that's when your audio goes Sorry. higher. <laughs> Hold on, I can do you one better. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really good. How do we even get on that? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> there's something we bring up every time we're together, but it's it's solid gold every time we're together. There's this kid we knew in high school. <laughs> I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Who was a habitual liar, but genuinely wanted you to believe that. There... So he would he would make wild claims like, uh, I got a ticket for speeding on my 10-speed mountain bike. <laughs> on the highway. On the highway. Specifically. Uh, which means he was going at least 65. Okay. On his bicycle. <laughs> on his bicycle. Uh, I I jumped the Mississippi River in a <laughs> snowmobile, which, by the way, the Mississippi is like a half a mile wide. Like, it's a humongous river, okay? Jumped it in a snowmobile. What were some other ones? Uh, he had some... He had some There's some doozies there. Uh, a lot of them about fighting, just like different people that he beat up. I remember there was a lot of like, oh, like four dudes. I beat them all up. It reminds me up. of... I make too many office references, <coughs> but it reminds me That's of... okay. You haven't made any on the podcast yet. Um, Michael, he yeah. he's set to fight Dwight. He's like, I beat up plenty of black belts. How'd you know they're a black belt? He told me after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, come to think of it, like that kid was basically Michael Scott. He kind of yeah, you know, he because he wasn't a he wasn't a mean guy. No, yeah, and 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 he didn't have bad intentions. No. He was just socially like dumb, like. He thought we believed him. He thought people believed him. When I feel like most people would be able to pick on, up on the social cues and be like, there's, you know, like, obviously I'm blatantly lying. And obviously these people know that I'm blatantly lying. But he just thought like, oh, this is how people accept me. And I get to be cool is by making up these wild claims and they'll totally buy it. Yeah. And no one did. No. <laughs> no. no. I think no. after this is over, I'm going to Google and see who jumped over uh, the Mississippi uh, well, River. Well, the answer would be the... nobody. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> on a snowmobile. No one has ever done that. Um, there was another kid in school, and we have a debate on who this was. But I remember there was some locker room talk going on about um, masturbation. Okay. And everyone's kind of joking around, sh- sharing their stories. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, you guys ever like put a towel on your stomach and you lay back, you just like go all over yourself. <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, no. Like, what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, me me. <laughs> <laughs> The comedic timing yeah. he didn't know he had was yeah. so perfect. <laughs> Like you already called yourself out, bro. <laughs> you can't write that. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't write it. So good. Oh. 
I'm trying to think of some more some more of those good old high school stories. And I was telling Nate before you got here, I was like, we're really going to have to explain because unfortunately, 90% of me and Cody's humor is is inside jokes where we can just like say a small phrase and we both know what it means. We'll just bust up laughing. But anyone around us like would not have a clue what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those. And yeah. I have to explain those when I'm explaining to my girlfriend, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> You a virgin? I want to fight. I want to fight. <laughs> so bad. All the funny scenes in Forty Year Old Virgin, all the quips, all the funny lines, and you you want to quote? That's the one. It's not even funny. You a virgin? It's not even funny. He was just asking. You know, he just uh, wanted to know. Uh, there's some other ones that I would not prefer to record. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's not. Yeah. We'll go there. <laughs> Uh, Hi. Uh, my, my name. <laughs> he quoted it to a point. It just got really weird. Uh, yeah, well, he also exclusively dated underage girls. So. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. another story. That's another, another story. Uh, that's, see, and that's why we just don't say names sometimes. Yeah. Because then we can have all those good old stories. Um <clears throat> You were big into sports in high school. Yeah. You played baseball, right? Yeah. Um, really, all sports. I played basketball, football, baseball. Um, main one was baseball. Yeah, I always remember you being more of a baseball guy. Well, maybe that's just because you're more of a baseball fan, like to this day. So I absolutely love the game of baseball. And I played it, I played it all my life, from, you know, 5 to 18 but I remember there was a period I just got really, really burnt out yeah. because I played it all year. I didn't want to pick up a baseball. I did not want to watch a game. And then I think it's actually when we moved in together again, when I came back from Austin, I was just flipping through TV and there's a Rangers game on. A on game, yeah. And I'm like, man, I really miss this. Yeah. Um, the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I played baseball from early child, like T-ball, you know. Up until I was probably like 10 or 11. Um, and I remember I took a year off. And then I wanted to get back into it. And obviously like all the other kids didn't take a year off. So they had progressed, you know. And it was at that age, like that 11 to 13, where like kids were starting to get pretty good. Yeah. And so I got back into it. And I remember I hit the ball one time all season. And it was a foul during practice. And I was just like, maybe this just isn't the game for me. And I never played it again after that season. It's a special skill set, I think. Yeah. And it's it's not just you can brawn. Lose it pretty easily. Yeah, it's not know? just brawn. It's hand-eye coordination. I'd say it's way more finesse than strength. So I I got the opportunity to watch my my son play t ball this year. That's awesome. Uh, he's pretty sick out there. He's like dabbing in the outfield. And yeah, uh, using his bad so as a machine cool. gun. Because um, Cannon did football this year. Yeah. And I remember like sitting in the stands during one of his football games and like turning to Shelby and being like, this is what I've wanted for the last 15 years was to like go to my son's football game, you know? And maybe that's just like the indoctrinated like Texan male in me, but like that's all I've ever wanted, you know? And it's like, you don't always realize that the life you're living today is the life you prayed for years ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's such a slow burn that I don't think people always, like, register. That, like, even if you're not living your dreams, like, you're living someone else's dreams, you know? Yeah, I think it's important um, to try your best to stay in the moment and and appreciate yeah. those times. Because, I mean, there, there are times 
just little stuff. It's, you know, it's easier to reflect with kids because, yeah. you know, you're trying to make a positive impact. It's just little stuff like... Well, when you get that lens, right? You know? Yeah. Like, there are so many things that I see in the world differently when I'm with him. Yeah. Like, things I wouldn't have even registered. But, like, you have a, a whole different... Like, holidays are more exciting now. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, little stuff like that. Like, for the first time... In probably 20 years, Christmas feels like it did when I was a kid. Because, like, now I have his his lens to, like, view the world through, you know? And I think it's those little moments. Like, here a few weeks ago, I was just on the couch. I'm watching True Grit. You've seen the remake, The True Grit? It's amazing. It, it is. And he just, it caught his eye. There's gunfights and yeah. stuff like that. And he sits down on the couch and he's just watching it with me. And it gets to the climax, you know? That's bold talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, gets you know. Re-enter. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know it's uh, Rooster Cogburn facing off yeah. with Ned. Um, you know that's bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. Fill your hand, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And he just thought that was so funny. So the next morning, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that he thinks it's funny because when I hear it, I'm like, that's the toughest line any man yeah. has ever spoken you know well he get, he gets up the next morning and goes immediately to my dad and goes that's one i talk for a <laughs> that's bold talk for a one-eyed fat man <laughs> and that's one of my dad's favorite movies of all time and he was just like what <laughs> where, where did this come yeah. from but it's one of those things he still remembers yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah i hope it's one of those good times he remembers when he's older Me and when Shelby he's older very yeah. often we'll turn to each other while Cannon's doing something, you know what I mean? And I'll just be like on the porch, like smoking a cigarette, and Cannon's like laying in a crappy $20 Walmart pool in the front yard, you know? And I'm just like, like he's making a core memory right now. Right. You know? And like that's cool to like see it happen and to be able to register it as it's happening, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Being yeah. a dad's cool. It is. It- Especially if you want, want to be a dad. You know, especially yeah. if you want to be a dad. <laughs> I, I can honestly say he's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, I can say that too for your life. <laughs> you haven't done a lot of good things. <laughs> you just kind of suck. So yeah, <laughs> I, I would even go as far as to say he's the only good thing you've ever done. <laughs> can always count on you for a self-esteem boost. I don't like that you're not chiming in when you are also a father. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I can't relate to this. <laughs> yeah, my little dude's tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to steal his Pokemans. <laughs> uh, my son is getting into Pokemon. Yeah? Yeah, super into it. Cannon's he, getting out of it. But like I say, he just turned 13. Yeah. You know, like he literally, like within the past like four months, has gone from like wearing SpongeBob shoes and Naruto shirts to being like, I think I want some more country stuff. You know, and now he yeah. wears like outdoor shirts. And, you know, like we live in a small, like super country town. And um, he he's at that age where like, he has a crush and will wants to impress her, and, and so he wants know. to. He wants the aesthetic that uh, I, he thinks that she'll like. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's trying to portray like or or uh, girls I'm, in general. You know, when when I was a child, I did childish things, and you know, then I became a man and set aside childish things. You know what I mean? I think he's yeah. trying to like. Oh, I don't. Know. I don't. I don't watch anime. You know, I catch fish. With my teeth. <laughs> That's a flex. Yeah. Wait, is it going to... Oop, scale. My bad. 
<laughs> He's not going to turn into the compulsive lying guy, is he? I catch fish with my teeth. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. It would. <laughs> as long as they're good lies, you know? Would you, like, you know why no one's ever seen Bigfoot? Because I killed him <laughs> with my teeth. <laughs> his lies are just a series of Chuck Norris jokes. <laughs> they all involve his teeth. <laughs> you know, I invented the cure for cancer with, with my teeth. <laughs> I jumped I jumped, I jumped the Mississippi River in a snowmobile with my teeth. Not even in a snowmobile. Just I jumped the Mississippi River with my teeth. With my teeth. Oh, I bit a catfish and he just drug me all the way across the river. Fatherhood. Oh. Uh, on that note. Uh, I think we are wrapping up the end of the interview portion of this podcast. Cody Murphy, I love you. I'm glad you're still in my life, bud. We have a long and sordid history, and I would genuinely say that I would I wouldn't change any of it. I agree. I love you, man. Can yeah. I say one more thing before we? I would love for you cut. to say one more thing. And I was kind of getting to it with that tattoo on your hands. You know, it, this, you. you yeah, yeah. Your, your job stopper. That'll always mm-hmm. be, in my mind, your job stopper because that's exactly yeah. what you called it. But, and you know, there was some apprehension on my part because you, you alluded to it earlier. You had trouble following through on things. And mm-hmm. it's like, but seeing where you were then, where you are now yeah. in your career, you know, um, shop owner and just really outwardly killing it, man. And I appreciate that, dude. You're a good man. You're a good husband. You're a good. Father, yeah, with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, I, I mean that in the sincerest way. I love you too, man. I love you, Nate. I love you too. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to re-enter the conversation. Ooh, on that note, <laughs> say bye, everyone. Bye. Later. We'll be right back uh, after a short ad break. We'll do some. I don't even. I think I have a couple questions left over. You definitely have questions. Okay, we'll do some questions. BRB! Nice. (laughs) Um, All right, that was a fun one. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed that one a lot. I don't know if literally anyone else is going to enjoy it, you know? It don't matter. But I enjoyed it. Ain't nobody listening to stuff anyway. Right? <laughs> Just kidding. If you're listening out there, we love you and we appreciate your support very, very much. We wouldn't be doing this without you guys out there. The the pod, as it were. Are you done? Sorry, I had something to my teeth. You know you're teeth. doing all that in the mic, right? Sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> um... <clears throat> yeah, we had some good talks. And actually, you know, I think we captured a lot of the silliness and the funniness and stuff that me and Cody have always shared mm-hmm. in, in our uh, relationship. But like a lot of the heavier stuff, like that's always been a really big part of our relationship too. Mm-hmm. Just like having those serious talks and kind of. And what's crazy is me and Cody, like, I would say like socially and politically and stuff like that we're very very different like we believe very different things but i think that's proof that like um 
you you don't have to stop being friends with somebody you disagree with. Yeah, you know and I I'm think saying? that's like a big issue today. A hundred percent. You can't if like as soon as you have like different views on like serious topics and stuff, like nowadays people are like, Nope, I can't I can't be yeah, which friends is, with you. But it's so childish, right? Because like yeah. that's how we all grow as people is mm-hmm. by interacting with people that have different viewpoints than mm-hmm. us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And by being friends with those people and inviting those people to our dinner table. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I've I've been changed a lot in who I am and how I think about people and how I interact with people. Um, and a lot of that is from me being forced to interact with people, especially as a tattooer. There's a ton mm-hmm. of people that I've had really great conversations with that I am on complete opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, with, yeah. um, like whatever, whatever the issue is. Um, <clears throat> and I think, I think that's, uh, that's what we're missing as a society. Mm-hmm is being able to love and respect people that we disagree with. And we used to be able to do that. And I don't know when that stopped, but it sucks. Social media. It's weird. It's a big part of it. Yeah. It's a big part of it. A hundred percent. On that note, I feel like we've had my high school friend on the pod now. You know, we talked a lot about like anuses, you know, yeah. things like that. Um do it with your teeth, you know. I think the natural progression would be at some point we need to bring on an old friend of yours. Yeah. And get some of your weird high school stories, mm-hmm. you know. Um, to I got some crazy ones I completely forgot about till today. We need to touch on those, dude. Yeah. We do. On that note, I think it's time for questions, right? Yeah. We're at the question portion of the podcast. I um need to go back and find some of these questions, okay? Um, Actually, pause. Okay, my bad. We had to pause because I was unorganized. Sorry, Shelby. And I didn't have track of my questions, but we got them now. So I'm going to go ahead and start us off with our first question that we got here. Who is your favorite cartoon character and why? Is there any limitations? I don't think so. It just has to be a cartoon. I would say, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because even like a cartoon adaptation of like a live action, I think would still count. As long as it has been in cartoon form at some point. Unless we want to give it limitations and say, like, specifically, like, cartoons. Well, so not, like, animated movies. But, I like, it has to be, like, a like a cartoon. Yeah, I'm trying to stray away from Batman. I mean, because I spent animated a lot series. Of... But I would think that would be more of, like, a who's your favorite superhero. Yeah, yeah, favorite that's why I'm trying character. to stray away from that. So then let's say uh, Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. Let's, like, narrow okay, it down. Okay, yeah, that would you work know? a lot better. Yeah, let's narrow it down. Mm-hmm. I know mine. Uh, mine is Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. It's a good one. Favorite cartoon character, Dexter Slab, Gindy Tartakovsky. Same dude that did uh, Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girls. It's all the same dude. Dexter, um, I've always loved. I've always loved. Even like, uh, what's that other show? Johnny. Johnny Bravo? No, Johnny. Johnny Quest. Test, I think it is. It's like the kid. With, he looks like yeah, Flame Boy Johnny, from uh, Johnny Test. I'm thinking of Johnny Jinko? Quest is like older. Yeah, I remember Johnny Quest. He had, what was his name? His little, he had like a little Indian sidekick. And then there was like the big buff dude with the 
white hair. Yeah, I remember them riding like, a little boat or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I remember. Uh, but any of those cartoons where like they create gadgets and they can do anything because they're mm-hmm. super smart, you know, I've always been super drawn to that. I would have to say Dexter, especially that episode where he built that volleyball robot. You know, yeah, I think it was, was so tight. tight. <laughs> yeah, or uh, what was the one he was speaking French or whatever, and it was just the same thing. Do fromage, cheese omelet, dude. But he was like getting all the chicks because he yeah. knew how to speak French. But <laughs> it was literally just cheese omelet. You haven't answered yet. Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. It's so hard because there's so many. There is. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that like I religiously watched. Religiously, I watched uh, Dexter's Lab. Um, there's actually quite a few because they would always come on in these blocks, and I would watch like the whole block. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like I watched. Rocket Power and Dexter's Lab were like my top two that I would I had to watch, but you know then like Cow and Chicken would come on and the mm-hmm. Wild Thornberries would come on. I watched Rugrats, Johnny Bravo, like I I watched them all religiously. But the, when I got excited was like when Dexter's Lab would come on or Rocket Power. Those were my top two. I would say for me, I was really big into um, Rocco's Modern Life. That's a good one. So Rocco, or if I had to choose Cartoon Network, dang, there's so many good ones. I would say... Doug and Hey Arnold, I'd put on that list too. Mm, so hard. Um, It's not really one character. Oh, Billy from, from Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Really? That yeah. would be your number one, huh? Yeah. Fairly Odd Parents was tight too. I forgot. About yeah. That one. yeah, at some Which point, then, I it think just like got that's too. that's probably closer to your childhood than mine. Yeah, was, yeah that's know? like late nineties, two thousand, early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, I would say Billy from Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, just because he's just it's just overly stupid. Like well, there's a there's a a scene it like goes around on like every social media, where like he's trying to sneak into the house, and uh, he like like slowly pulls up the window and then he jumps through the top window and breaks it. <laughs> and that's who you just you relate yeah, to. <laughs> so much. Um, well, he also had a cat named Milkshakes and we got a like kitten. Plural? Milkshakes. Yeah, milkshakes. Okay. We got a kitten from my mom's friend and I named it Milkshakes because of that. So I would say Billy, yeah. Okay. Billy. Billy and Dexter. Best of friends. Um do you have any ridiculous goals in life? Ridiculous? I think almost all the goals that I have are ridiculous, which is why I do things like start podcasts and YouTube channels and, you know what I mean, all that kind of crap. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say ridiculous because I think the ridiculous goals, I've kind of come to terms with the fact that they're not realistic goals. Mm-hmm. And I think by by sheer nature of a goal being ridiculous, it means it's not realistic. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to pinpoint that because of the adjective ridiculous. Yeah, Um, that's that's what I'm struggling with. But I think I have one to where it kind of like conforms with that. Okay, just being so wealthy and like well like. Like, have enough money to not worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Because no matter what. I wouldn't consider that a ridiculous goal. To where, like, I'm not, like, having that broke You're you're not living lavishly. 
but you can do what you want when you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. But and being, especially I think with us being family men. Yeah. You know, like we want to know that we can, hey, like let's let's take a week off and go on vacation and know that like my family's yeah. not gonna suffer because of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're not gonna feel the impact of like, oh, I didn't work for a week. Like, ooh, it's gonna be rough next month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's the goal. Especially as I get older and move in to start thinking about the future and retirement and things like mm-hmm. that. And the fact that I don't want to work till I'm seventy five, you know. Yeah. I wanna be able to start enjoying <clears throat> enjoying um a slower pace of life. And I, and as a business owner, you know, part business owner, Iron Right. Um, and I, I have intentions of opening a second shop in Waco within the next couple of years. Um, I think I'm making, taking steps toward that, mm-hmm. which is why I wouldn't say that I think it's ridiculous. I think it's achievable, but you got to stick to it. See? Damn. Full circle. That's, that's why I got the tat. You didn't do the effect with it either. I got to, wait, <clears throat> I don't think we need the delay though. Like we got to try something different out. What's this flange effect? Stick to it. There you go. Wait. I think it's flange. That's wrong. Stick to it. Oh, that's the... Oh. Even my breathing sounds tight. Okay, let me turn it off. (laughs) That might be the new one, dude. That was cool. Stick to it. I'm trying to think of like a RoboCop. Like, quote, I, I don't, it'd be great. It's not really a quotable movie. No. Uh, what was our last question we had here? Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. What personality trait do you wish you had? Mm. Um, some people are insanely driven and dedicated, whereas I'm not. I think from the outside looking in, with all the things that I have going on, it might it might appear that I am, but it, it takes a lot of genuine effort for me to stay motivated on 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 most things in my life, you know. Yeah. And again, like not to harp on it, but like that's that's what the stick to it's all about. It takes a lot of effort, and I need reminders to keep going and to keep doing things that I deem as important to me. Because one day I wake up and certain things just aren't as important to me anymore. And that's when I really have to motivate myself. So I think if I had, like some people just have that natural drive. Yeah. Power. I would. I would Hungry. I would, I would go for that Devour. too. I would say that it's about right. Or. Because um, I think about, like I'm pretty successful, you know. Mm-hmm. But how much more successful would I be? If you had. That yeah. personality if, if the the things like I've started so many projects that all could have led to success, mm-hmm. you know, that I've just given up on because I've gotten bored or I haven't been excited about it anymore. And I think that that's where dedication comes in. That's where that drive comes in is continuing to do something. What it's is it's like why so many people give up on their new year's resolutions yeah. or so many people will be like, I'm going to get fit. And then they work out and diet for like a week and then mm-hmm. give up on it. Right. Because it's no longer new. It's no longer exciting. You no longer have that motivation that you did when you made that decision. And I wish that I was better about pushing myself in moments where I'm not excited and I'm not motivated. That's a personality trait. I wish I had. 
Yeah, I would say the same for me. And then also, like, there's instances where, like, I just really don't, like, give a... Flip. Flippity flip. (laughs) Um, But there's some days where I'm like, "Uh, I'm thinking too harsh about it. See, it was like... That was inside your head. Yeah, that's a good point. That's but cool, you know right? what I mean. Yeah, I do. I do. Like it's it's not constantly, but it's like every every once in a while. Yeah, and I know and what it, you're saying. And it takes my focus off other things I need to be focusing on. Yeah, but I mean, and that could go right back into what we were saying about dedication. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Staying focused, even when it gets hard. You know. When it gets hard, staying focused. Um, and some people have that. Some people have that. And I don't. I t- I, it requires a lot of effort for me to stay focused. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you hit rewind for a second. <laughs> <laughs> what? On that note, that's a, that's a heavy way to end the podcast. But, you know, it doesn't yeah. always have to be light and airy. We've had no, a lot it doesn't. of fun um, this episode. You know, t- this week was uh, pretty tight. Yeah, what I'd happened say. this week? Um, I started season four oh, of Stranger Things. Yeah, we didn't discuss that. Almost About done. Time. You started season four because you finally binge-watched one, two, and three over the course of, like, the last, what, week and a half, maybe? Ain't that impressive? It is. Thanks. Well, once you get, once you get going... That show's really easy yeah, to, really, to binge. Yeah, for sure. Because every episode hangs on that cliffhanger where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, just but one more. I it also has see. like so many plot points pointed in like so many mm-hmm. different directions and they try to like, the the pacing's really good. To well, where, and, like, and it's goes, literally like I've been telling you for a long time now, like everything in that show is the stuff that you're into. Yeah, I know. You just had to, had to get over yourself, mm-hmm. give it a chance. Yeah, that... Um, You'll be done with it by the by the time we record our next episode. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So maybe our next episode during our intro segment, we can dive a little deeper into, you know, the our things thoughts, that are our thoughts, theories, things like that. You know, stranger. I'm not doing it again. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this Texas heat. I was just like, man, bro, screw it. I chop my hair off you did yeah and you got a little tap behind your ear yeah i did finally took yeah. me five years to get something for my son but you did it i did you got it. a prominent location proud and of he you. likes it i, feel I had like, to get that validation i feel like your parents would probably consider me a bad influence but nah. i think you're doing cool stuff no i think you're doing cool stuff yeah. and i like that you buzzed your hair instead of cutting full balls yeah i feel like you're easing your mother into the idea of yeah that, that's balls. the plan yeah. yeah yeah like you went to a two next time we'll take you down to a one i think this is a one and a half then you could do like a no guard buzz and yeah. then we're gonna bick straight skin you know yeah i was i was honestly really surprised like my dad wasn't mad about the your dad got that old school mullet thing going on though he, he's got that like it, you know, Longish if, if, hair. If Red Foreman grew his hair out, wears a hat every day. Yeah, that my dad's out in the heat like five yeah. days a week. Like I, I'm not surprised that he's like as red as he is. Yeah, and that's where the term redneck came from, right? Yep. And your dad's definitely redneck. Yep. 
on that note. Peace. Later.